Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours, Sports Travel for Sports Fans, by Sports Fans. What a glut of podcasts you're getting over these two weeks. And today we turn our attention to one of the least predictable divisions in the NFL. It's the NFC East. We'll have the all-division team. Plus, we will speak with Giants wide receiver Victor Cruz and defensive back of the Washington team, D'Angelo Hall. indeed listening to the gridiron show in association with sports travel tours head to sports travel tours Dot com. Just a couple of places left on our tour. Definitely going to be one worth checking out. Don't forget, we're going to LA. We're seeing college games there. We're going to go and watch the Rams against the Dolphins. And then we're going to head down to Mexico for the Chargers again. No, the Raiders, sorry, against the Texans. Come on, man. Sent the wrong team. The Raiders against the Texans before Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, then up for Jets Patriots, then down for Eagles Packers with plenty of college ball mixed in as well and some good times and some laughs. So definitely worth checking out. I'm afraid we're not in the pub again. No, but... What a response. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter in the studio. Hey. People loved the pubcast. They, I mean, they really did. Uh, a few, <laughs> a few, uh, <laughs> we said, I, and we said about the live recording, a few people did get in touch and say they would attend a live recording. Ed Hayes said, loved the pubcast. Sound levels turned out pretty good, so, you know, technical thing. Uh, will you provide a goodie bag with a crunchy for the live recording? Ugh. They're never going to get over it, are they? No. Uh, By they, I mean our wonderful listening public. It sounded a little bit derogatory. When I said they, <laughs> no, I think it actually I didn't sound it's all too positive. bad. Um, yeah, once again, I'd like to apologise for crunchy dates. <laughs> We've got a really weird situation right now because we're in the studio at Talksport, uh, directly opposite where Talksport are currently broadcasting from, and through the other side of the glass from me, I can see Colin Murray. Yeah. And I can see Victor Cruz, the oh, wide receiver of the, uh, of the New York football giants. He's turned up, has he? Because he was late. Who you, yeah, he was like <laughs> 10 minutes late and didn't get on air on time. Go, but he's wave here at now. Him. Wave at him. He's here. I'm not going to wave at him. Wave I'm at like him. an idiot. Steve Bunce can see me. I'll look ludicrous. Dude, this is, this is radio. You can pretend you've waved. I've just waved at Victor Cruz, well the wide receiver of the, uh, of the New York football giants. Well done. I spoke to Victor yesterday. We could see if he'll pop in for two minutes uh, towards the end if he's available. But uh, That would I've be been amazing. I've been told he has to get away quickly he's got lots on oh also i spoke to um the the main man at nfl uk not alistair kirkwood but the other main man at nfl uk who i'll you know allow him to be anonymous because he is an anonymous man um i was like oh are you going to the spurs thing this afternoon because this afternoon i'm going to a spurs training session d'angelo hall and chris baker the defensive end are going to be there alongside ledley king and he went no uh, i've got the unenviable task of taking denard robinson to lords today for the first day of the test well, why does why aren't why any does of he them, get to do that? Why aren't any of the media invited to that? Yeah, I'll, go, gonna... <laughs> I'll tell you for the Gridiron Show and Talksport, I'll go and uh, be with Denard Robinson. Uh, all of these players are in town uh, to do a bit of promotion around the, the international series games and and all of that. They were at Barnes yesterday uh, doing some play sixty uh, sort of flag football events. Each player had a had a had a, a couple of teams that they were looking after. It was brilliant. It's a thousand plus kids this year. Like we went to the event last year. Yeah. And I know you were there yesterday, but it's grown exponentially in just the space of a year, and it's great 
that the young kids of London and the surrounding areas are being brought American football into their life at this point. And not only that, but getting to train with big-name professionals. And they loved it. I mean, d- I, I went along and uh, watched some of the games, and there was one, uh, and you'll, you'll hear it uh, perhaps uh, next week uh, when we talk about the Cincinnati Bengals um, with Demato Piku. I love Demato Piku. Who was, by the way, he was awesome, but he was coaching this team Did again. Did you ask him about the, um, the, the snap count? Oh, come on, man. I, like, I, that's all I wanted to know about. I wanted a deep dive on terrible penalties given away. I should have done. Anyway, his team was taking on Carlos Dunlap's team. Ah, um, nice. And it, 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 bengal on bengal action. It was so close. It was 10 seconds left. It went down to the final, the final moments. The, 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 I think the scores were tied. Piku, uh, Peku's uh, uh, quarterback stepped back, double-tapped, then launched a ball downfield and the smallest guy on the field caught it two yards or one yard away from the end zone they had five seconds to get another playoff did it a little pitch into the end zone because in flag football well these kids full the, Larry Fitzgerald yeah yeah, uh, these kids um, uh, to the nose tackle who uh, sorry to the centre or uh, yeah the centre who uh, passed it to them so these kids the, the quarterbacks couldn't run so uh, it, 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 I think that stops you know the quarterback just being the only person in the team doing anything but it was a great day I had a really good time spoke to a load of people we'll hear a couple of them uh, over the next coming weeks and awesome. Stuff, so. awesome great stuff and we might have Chris Baker in this podcast as well it purely depends on if I speak to him at that Spurs event today and if it does we'll have an extra added bit of Chris Baker in here as well but we're going to hear from D'Angelo Hall who we spoke to last year of course on this show over the phone Washington heading over here to play against the Cincinnati Bengals and we'll hear from Victor Cruz wide receiver of the New York Giants one of two New York Giants wide receivers we're hoping to speak to in the next week I did what you needed me you asked me to do with that one if you asked me to do the thing about the snap count I'd have done it I I did but it was like a week ago so I can fully expect you to forget in that time a few more reactions to the the last podcast and a couple of questions that we need to mop up Uh, Mains of Mains and Dutt's Waxing Lyrical one of my favourite non-us podcasts is that a ear themed podcast uh, no, no it's still American football related I've got James Vundra hanging out outside our studio Why, what is, what's your problem just coming in watching us do our thing this is ridiculous if they want to come in and chat about the football they can do I don't know uh so, yeah, so he said, so at N. Dutton, Neil Dutton and I were beaten to the pub pod by at Gridiron. We're going to have to go next level. Hashtag drunk pod. Um, I don't I, do drunk pod because we've already done, well, you've yeah. already done that. <laughs> I've banned you from doing it again. One of the worst pods <laughs> I've ever done. Spent a long time professing my love for uh, Chicago Bears defensive lineman Willie Young. And <laughs> oh, um, oh, when we were tweeting about this, Marcus Grant, the um, uh, fantasy football expert from NFL.com, or one of many, uh, started getting in touch with us because he's friends with Dutz and uh, Stan Mestrius going, the drunk pod sounds like the best idea ever. So I think I we can get Marcus Grant on and get drunk with him. Worst idea ever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, on some of our points on the AFC South, Josh tweets, the problem with paying, oh, this was on the um, the contracts and there's more on that today, of course, as we're only uh, two days away from the deadline for uh, franchise tagged players. But Josh tweets, the problem with paying Mo Wilkes on what he wants is he plays in Jets' biggest area of strength. They have Sheldon, they have Leo. Shell is a better player if he sorts out off-the-field concerns. You know, it's driving at 120 miles an hour with a 12-year-old in your car. And Leo's rookie of the year... Leo's rookie year was basically identical to Mo's. Not buying it. 
Mo Wilkinson is my favorite. Wilkerson is my favorite player on that line. Even if for the you second pod in a row, I got his <laughs> name wrong. Mo Wilkerson, I, I think he's a better player than Sheldon Richardson. Uh, I think it's. I think he's more uh, movable than Sheldon Richardson. I think he's more disruptive than Sheldon Richardson. But I understand they brought in uh, Leo, as we're now calling him. Apparently, specifically, that's Leonard Wilkerson, the, mm-hmm. uh, the top draft pick from last year, number five overall, I think. Um, to replace one of these two because they knew they couldn't pay them both much like what the Panthers are doing in the centre of their line not buying it Wilkerson should stay and then they should go and pay some no-name quarterback to run their team is it the same spelling Wilkerson? it's Wilkerson uh, so you can't I of... just keep saying it wrong okay fine <laughs> I, I, I wasn't pulling you up on it I just didn't know uh... Leonard Williamson anyway it's not <laughs> oh, all, thank God. all over the shop today <laughs> wow god damn it um uh, uh, Big T Tony tweets How many photos can Will slip into the background of Laughing like an evil villain That was incredible I mean wow I think we've tweeted out from the account If you haven't seen this photo <laughs> It's something NFL tweeted out With the first of the two fan nights With all the players on stage And I was up on a balcony above And just this creepy dark outline In the top right hand corner of the photo Guffawing to himself As I don't even know what I was laughing at Probably it's nothing you. unusual there though <laughs> Guffawing to yourself uh, So yeah I might spend that, I feel that's a challenge I might spend all of the international series Just trying to get in the background of people's selfies laughing like a like a maniac how do you feel about that I, I don't want you to do that no please go on do it you're allowed to go. we had a couple of tweets we didn't get to because we were doing pub pod and didn't have the tweets in front of us but michael tweeted us asking which afc south player could swap teams and instantly make the other team better his example was andrew luck to the texans now the problem is is that anywhere in this question if you say if Andrew Luck goes to any of those three other teams no offence to Blake Bortles who I love or Marcus Mariota who had a very impressive first year he makes all of those teams better because he's better than the players they've got isn't it a case of it's the same with JJ Watt if JJ Watt goes to any of those other teams they immediately become a better team if Jarrell Casey goes to any of those teams I'll explain why I'm angry about that in a moment goes to any of those other teams they immediately become better teams so it's difficult apart from the Texans I guess what he's asking but you, oh, you line Jarrell Casey and JJ Watt on the same line and then you have oh, the big man coming from the outside that would be amazing it's so easy to wind you up honestly I agree with you I, I seceded you, to you in the uh, Jarrell Casey Wilfork yeah well we're going to get to that in a moment trust me so that's my problem I guess what he's saying is you know which team has a real area of wilkiness right i've got to get mohammed wilkinson's head out of my name (laughs) what you've got to get (laughs) mohammed wilkinson's head out of your name that's what i said it's like you've been up since about 4 a.m oh and and, and didn't go to bed till like 12 last night what's going on i I I made none of these mistakes on tall sport 2's uh award-winning breakfast show this morning by award-winning i mean uh awarded by your wife who doesn't listen either yeah, there we go <laughs> um I, I, I can't pick out a particular is there an area of we- weakness on a team which is so glaring and another team i mean i guess i would say the the tennessee titans and wide receiver you oh, put any yeah, of the guys that we that's a great show we said i think it was hopkins ty hilton and it was the other one hopkins ty hilton and i'm gonna let you stew uh, da, da, da. Come on. Just Alan. Oh! Yeah, but uh, either of them. I asked uh, Denard Robinson yesterday who his favourite Alan, Alan was. 
<laughs> I think we have to ask every Jaguar when we speak to them ever who their favourite Alan is. <laughs> we really should. <laughs> he loved it. But uh, but even those, and all of those other guys we mentioned, the, the second string uh, wide receivers, uh, Dante Moncrief and uh, the Alan, other Alan. Yeah, Alan Hearns. Um, they would even make the Tennessee Titans better. So... You know, well, Alex Clark's also tweeted us, and Alex is a uh, one of our regularly likes and favourites. A lot of the stuff we do, big Charlton fan, big fan of Alex on Twitter. Go and follow her. Said if the Jags don't make the playoffs this coming season, how long will Gus Bradley have left as head coach? Hashtag tell TGS. I would say, I would say he's gone. You think he's gone? I think he's gone. We've seen that Shadkan uh, with Fulham doesn't have too much patience and Ooh. i think that will then bleed into his um nfl sort of ownership i think he could go because look he's given them he's given them this amount of time the amount of um acquisitions that they've made malik jackson et al this season i think this is a real push for the playoffs all right if they lose first round you know that he he might stay but i th- i think Here, he's got to go here's I my pressure's on here's my answer 500. If he gets to 8-8, eight and eight, they'll give him one more year. If he finishes with a losing record again, I think he's gone. And I, I think will... it'd be silly to get rid of him at 8-8. Eight and Because eight. the thing is, you say playoffs, but the AFC is taking a big leap forwards this year based on, you know, the nonsense of pre-season. It looks like it's going to be uh, really strong this year. You might need 10-6 and six to get in. You might even need 11-5 and five to get in as a wild card. Okay. I don't know if the Jags are that team yet. So and in a you much saying... improved AFC South, I think a lot of these teams are going to take games off each other. Mm. So, you know, if you're talking about splitting your division record already, you go to four and four. Will they win four out of their other eight games? I would hope so. And so I'd say if he's eight and eight, he gets another year. You know who their um, cross-division game is against? Or are you, games are you against? about to tell me? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's the NFC North. And that's a really tough division this exactly. year, except for the Lions, yeah. who are dreadful. Yeah. I think the Lions might be the number one overall pick. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not going to tell Jeremy Curley that when he comes on the phone next week. Yeah, do not. Uh, so that's your answer, Alex Clark. All AFC South team, right, as we said, we put three of the positions up for online debate. We never should have trusted you. <laughs> Are you talking about the Twitter, <laughs> just the Twitter, Twitter debates? Just, just people in general. Just uh, the British public. We should have never trusted NFL fans. <laughs> right, okay. Um, let's start off with tight end, where I had been kind of one round to the Delaney Walker argument, but I put Delaney Walker and Julius Thomas both online, and Julius Thomas won by 60% to 40%. Fools! As Nick Boyd pointed out, though, Walker is a bit of a... Fantasy darling. Ooh, fantasy darling. Uh, down here. So, with Julius Thomas, it is. Uh, it's at, not. At strong safety. Well, we like letting them decide. Uh, well, no, you yeah. and I decide. For that one, they're deciding. Oh, get out. <laughs> Simon Clancy, the great Simon Clancy, he even said that's Delaney on, Walker. Yeah, that's. Uh, we'll get onto that on the next one. But let's do it. Strong safety, Mike Adams up against Johnny, Jonathan Cyprian. Actually, the more I looked into it, Denoris Cersei had a really impressive first season at the Titans since joining from the Bills and actually probably potentially had a shout of that he should have been on our team but should we pick him instead then <laughs> that would be a real slap in the face but Jonathan Cyprian did win the vote 53-47 so he will go in and then come on guys Vince Wilfork 59% to Jarrell Casey's 41 Simon Clancy literally tweeted us saying anyone not picking Casey needs to have a long hard look at themselves <laughs> 
Now, Simon Clancy's vote, because he watches more film than anyone else I know and knows more about the NFL than anyone else I know, is worth 100 votes. And therefore, tilted in favour, and now our other defensive lineman will be Jarrell Casey. It's fine by me. I mean, I, you, you won me round. Are they going to hate me on Twitter now? I mean, they already do. So. <laughs> uh, right, we'll get to your Twitter questions regarding today's show a little bit later on. We're going to do our all uh, NFC East team, and we've got a couple of big interviews coming up. There is a, a few bits and bobs of news. Should we go through them? Yep. So, uh, well, oh, do we have? To, uh, I've opened it up on my computer, and I've been looking at this screen for about ten minutes, and yet still, when we came to it, I realised I really don't want to talk about this anymore. What is it? Tom Brady's appeals petition has been denied. He is still going to be suspended for the first four games of the season. The U.S. Second Circuit Court of Appeals denied the petition. He could still take it further. There's one further step he can go, Supreme Court style and he's thinking about it. I don't care. Uh, what's interesting is the reaction from around the NFL to this news. So um, we did get... Do you mean t- the... the- um, the around the NFL. The <laughs> no, 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 no. Just from around players in the NFL. Do you mean across the league? Across the league. Yeah. Why Thank not? You. Bobby Wilcox <laughs> tweeted <laughs> us. Why don't we name the pod that? <laughs> across the league. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny. Um, Bobby Wilcox tweeted us actually. Bobby, who's in one of our uh, great fancy leagues and a top top man, despite being a Chargers fan. Whoa, whoa. Um, tweeted us asking, could the Pats go zero and four without Brady? Everyone thinks they'll be three and one or two and two at worst. Janine Garofalo is totally unproven. Well, who's what's their what's their first four games? Their first four games, they start off really tough. At the Arizona Cardinals. Loss. Sunday night football. It's absolutely massive. There's something else there's something else happening there. Um what on the Sunday night football of the first weekend of the season? Yes. It's the new um it's the new theme tune from Carrie Underwood. Well, how is that? How is that what you're excited about? I'm not excited. I just remembered there was something in my brain. Like, oh something else is happening <laughs> that day. There's another reason that I've marked that date down in my calendar. It's because of on the, on the All American Sports Show, uh it was one of the new stories. Uh, and uh, Nat Coombs was really excited about it. Uh, oh, and it was stuck in my head. That's really upsetting. Although you can hear our Andrew Luck interview on the All American Sports Show, so uh, do yes, go and do go and listen to it. If it's repeated again, don't get the podcast. Get our podcast. Then beyond that, Let's get both three home games: Dolphins win, Texans win. Do you think win? Oh, imagine imagine JJ Watt smashing into Jimmy Garofalo right in the first sort of the first <laughs> set of downs. It'd Should be great. We call him by his real name, or are we going to keep calling him Janine Garofalo? Um, and finally, the Bills. At home, week four. I, I think two and two. Two and two, I think, is fair. They'll but lose one of those other ones. If we if we look at the um, if we look at how the reaction has been from two defensive linemen talking about this, Claire's Campbell, uh, one of the stars of the of the brilliant All or Nothing um, Arizona Cardinals documentary, has said, "I am licking my chops." To face Garoppolo. Look at his chops. Love that. <laughs> Whereas Marcel Darius of the Bills says, I hate that Brady's suspended for week four. And I think the difference here is for the Cardinals, 
in the long run, they face the Patriots once every four years, unless it's in a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? So for him, it's all just about a win. They're at home. They open the season. For the Bills, you've got to play them twice a year, and you know that when it comes to that second game of the season, if they get a win, when it comes to that second game of the season, when it comes to the final result for the overall division, there's going to be that asterisk next to it for the whole year. Yeah. And I totally understand why he doesn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get your point, but it, a win's a win. It doesn't matter who's under center. I I would care. Because it's the whole year that's affected. Imagine the Bills finish a game ahead of them, and they win that game, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm not having it. There's the man, Vic's Cruz. Uh, outside yeah. the window. Okay. Why don't and you go and say hello? He's your mate. Oh, yeah, I'll go and say hello. Uh, <laughs> Ollie has actually left the studio to go and say hello to Victor Cruz again. How very funny. Is he surrounded by people? Is there no way you're getting he's, to him right he's now? He's chatting to uh, Colin Murray, so I won't say hello. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> did you see Did you see Chris Baker's uh, Instagram pic? Of them swagging on the uh, tube? No, well, no. They were on the... They're on the, uh, I think, the media shuttle or shuttle bus. Yeah. And uh, Victor, uh, Victor Cruz is sleeping, and Chris Baker's taking a selfie going, just because he's our rival, ha <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> and then someone's responded, do you guys always hang, hang out together in your jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> What's weird is that we've got a Pro Bowl wide receiver uh, approximately 10 feet away from me right now, but... Uh, because we're in work and we can't get away with it we can't just pull him in and have a chat to him so no, we can't, it's, it's no jerry rice situation yeah it's a bit it is a bit weird for us but though no, there we go give him a wave he's coming to your window now um victor right. <laughs> hey buddy how are you doing man oh yeah, yeah, yeah. actually getting some interaction yeah he just, he just summed up that's <laughs> amazing wave him in wave him in see if he'll come in no he's not going to come in they're about to go <laughs> on let me take a picture of uh, of his jersey there that's so funny we, we will hear from him later in the podcast anyway we caught up with him the other day so <laughs> it's fine he's going on colin murray right now so we can't bring him in they're just in the news so he's going to be about two minutes away and i think fact, you recognize colin's me, gone out to grab him um yeah we talked on monday was that when we did the last podcast Yes, pub pod about pub pod about it's just how pub, many drinks just, did you just have? Pubcast was it pubcast? <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, why didn't we call it that in the first place? Everyone else called it that on Twitter. I'm like, oh, that's a much better name than we were calling it pub pod. Well, we had had one pint, <laughs> one whole pint. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking about the fact that uh, it is on Friday the deadline for franchise tagged players to sign their tag, and there's been a few. Bits of news on this. Eric Berry and the Chiefs are looking increasingly unlikely to reach a deal unless something significant happens over the next two days. Uh, Both sides have said for months that they hoped a long-term deal would be done. But sources familiar with the negotiations told Rand Getlin that it's unlikely to come to a long-term deal. And actually, Rand Getlin, who's really good, he's on um, NFL Network. If you follow him on Snapchat, he did a whole explanation of the reason the contract talks have broken down over a series of a few videos. And it's really, really interesting. So definitely worth going and checking out okay and then the broncos defensive end Derek wolf might have violated a bit of a player code of silence um he talked about his new contract on sirius xm nfl radio on tuesday with jeff ricard and said he took a significant haircut to stay with the team to keep it championship caliber and noted that others 
haven't been quick to do the same. Did you? You said haircut, yeah? That's yeah. That, it's a it's a popular NFL parlance for taking a reduction in your contract in order to stay with a good team. Okay, understood. Not necessarily a reduction because I'm sure he got a better contract than he had, but less than he could have gone for elsewhere in free agency. So we're talking not uh, an all over number one, but. You know, he's he's had a big trim. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he says business is business, and that's his business. Guess who he's talking about? He has to do what he's got to do. Obviously, I took a different route and decided that this is where I want to be, so I'm going to take a significant haircut to stay here, and that's fine with me, but some people don't feel that way. Who could he be talking about, Will? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Do so, the, Do the Texans play the, the Broncos this season? Uh, I actually don't know. We should have a look and find out, because that could be interesting. That would be great! Uh, I'd love to see Von Miller and... Uh, oh, I wasn't meant to mention his name, was I? And JJ Watt playing uh, not on the same field, but against each other. That would be... Why were you not meant to m- mention... Because Von Miller was the person we're not meant to talk about when Derek Wolfe was talking about taking a haircut. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, you might have been talking about Malik Jackson, who's in Jacksonville, if that's the point you yep. were trying to make. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, they will play each other, because didn't the te- Texans won the division, so the Texans and the Broncos will play this year as the two division winners regardless of their other fixtures great figured it out all good uh so obviously that deadline's on friday follow us on twitter at gridiron we'll be reacting to the deals the not deals the who's going to get it done the who's going to get it done game or whatever it was that was also a weird moment from pub pod um Desmond Bryant has torn his pectoral muscle and had to have surgery. The Cleveland Browns suffering yet another setback just two weeks away from the start of training camp. Uh, Starting defensive end, torn pectoral muscle on Tuesday. He's having surgery to repair the tear and will not likely return this season. Um, Obviously, massively disappointment, disappointing as they continue. They, they did bring in Carl uh, Nassib in the third round of the draft, mm. who plays uh, defensive end on the same side of the 3-4 de- formation. But uh, you know, Danny Shelton coming in last year looked good. Desmond Bryant, it looked like it was going to be a half-decent defensive line, and it's just another hit in the mouth for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, it's constant, isn't it? Um, but they have won a title. Yeah, the city of Cleveland. Yeah, have. yeah. But, the Browns. Are, no, they haven't. What? <laughs> what? No, no, the Browns, what have I missed? The Browns have. I'd like to officially say the Browns have not won any title, but uh, the Cleveland Indians, uh, not Indians. Um, <laughs> They haven't won a title either. What am I on about? Do you know what's really confusing? Cavs. What's really confusing to me is. Um, I've been doing the the breakfast show on Talksport two the last couple of mornings, and every time there's a slight lull in the conversation, I want to look up and go, uh, Pakistan are seventeen without loss off the first three overs. It's a run with uh, more than three overs. First uh, eight overs, a run rate of just over two. Uh, Hafiz top scoring on thirteen off twenty eight balls, uh, and then move on, realizing that I can't do that. It's sorry, it's the show. cricket on in there, the, and you've just done that live yes. into a recorded. Yes, okay. that's exactly what's happened. That's great. Uh, Hafiz has just hit a two. Uh, of the bowling of Stuart Broad and they're now 19 without loss Lance Kendricks is on my other TV speaking on Sky Sports News I spoke to Lance yesterday I loved Lance I think he's had a trim of his beard since he's been here because I swear it was bigger the other day it was a little beard he's wearing army trousers as well that's quite a a, a funky look for him Uh, the NFL aren't going to discipline LaShawn McCoy for the alleged incident the fight outside a nightclub that maybe didn't happen and the police haven't charged him on Um, I'm surprised they didn't shoot him uh, obviously (laughs) 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty topical. Oh, yeah, it was, it was maybe a little too on the nose, to be honest. Uh, the Bills are hoping for a resurgence season. What are the cops going to do? Come and get me. I'm a white guy. I'm fine. <laughs> From McCoy, who's been uh, some of this time, uh, he had the uh, nagging an- ankle injury last year. Carlos Williams stepped in in a big spot and did well. Rushed for just sub of 900 yards and three touchdowns over 12 games. Um, 300 through the air as well. He will be expecting a bigger season than that this year. Final news story, and they talked about this already on the aforementioned Across the League podcast that we're not allowed to talk about. But uh, I just wanted to mention it because the New England Patriots have the best fans in football. Oh, no, look, 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 look. I mean, there's only one thing that I can do to that. Who cares? (laughs) Nice. I like that. But just to say, the reason I wanted to mention it, because they didn't mention it on the other podcast, is uh, the finding of Emory University professor Mike Lewis, who rated fan bases on tangible measures of obsession, like game attendance and social media following. According to the analytic study, Lewis attempted to take a cold, hard look at something that is difficult to quantify. Now, what they don't explain there at the top isn't just about Twitter followers, but it's also about money spent likelihood to buy merch likelihood to pay to go to away games so what you're saying isn't that the patriots and the cowboys fans are the best fans in the league they're just the most affluent yeah that's not the same thing it's not the same thing but remember in america money talks so it made made me angry it made me genuinely angry that's how things are are quantified in america at times so there's only one way to calm me down what's that you're gonna calm me down with an nfl player interview yeah yeah. because we're done with the news i'm done I would say let's do Victor Cruz as he is still as he's there is he sitting opposite me chatting to Colin Murray with his little headphones on in his jersey so funny that they're in their game jerseys it is hilarious uh, yeah so let's hear from Victor Cruz would you like to tear up you spoke to him I spoke to him uh, at the um, the media part of the Play 60 event in Barnes just north of the river uh, I got very confused very often uh, talking to people trying to set up you know setting up the interview was am I south of the river no I'm north of the river I don't know <laughs> why is anyway, that what you were confused I don't, about I don't know this weird because I just crossed the river <laughs> I don't know, even know why I'm still talking about it anyway here's Victor Cruz I'm here with Victor Cruz in Barnes Victor of the New York Giants how, how are you feeling what's London like for you is this your first time so many questions what am I doing <laughs> oh London's great man it, it's, it's my second time I'm here, but my first time really, you know, seeing the sights and sounds. The last time I was just driving around the city, and then I had to get out of here. Uh, but it's been great. Uh, the London people have been very, very nice to me. Being out here with these kids have been tremendous. They know m- more about the game than I expected, and it's uh, it's been a, it's been a real treat. I'm going to get the calf out of the way first. 100 percent right, and you're you're raring to go for for 2016, 17, yeah? Absolutely. Uh, finally back to 100 percent, feeling great. I'm um, just excited to get back out there with my teammates running around and playing football again, feeling like an athlete. Um, so I'm excited for, for this upcoming season, for sure. Okay, so we've got a couple of Washington players here. Okay. Uh, D'Angelo Hall's already been giving, me, giving me some smack about you. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you uh, fell behind them uh, last season. How, how much of a, if the, uh, is that a motivator to, to get back up that, uh, that NFC West? Uh, it's a huge motivator for us. I think, uh, you know, our division is always tough. Each and every year, it always feels like it comes down to that last game with the last two games. Got to win them all just to get into the playoffs or win the division. So we want to get out in front of that a little bit. We want to go out there and put our foot down and and, uh, and, and let the team know, let the division know, and let the league know uh, that we're here and, and that we want to we want to win this thing and we want to win it in in a good fashion. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but we know it's going to take a lot of hard work. After the calf, you probably ask most. 
about Odo Beckham Jr. Um, what kind of guy is he off the field? I mean, we see we see the hair and we see the plays, but what kind of guy is he off the field? He's fun, man. He's energetic. He's a good he's a good guy. Great teammate. Great friend. Um, we hang out on and off the field, so he's not just one of those, you know, I see you in the locker room kind of guys. We're, we're by each other's houses. We're having fun. We're kicking it. Um, so it's, it's definitely, uh, he, he's definitely as fun as he is on the field. He's even more fun and more resolved off the field. Do you think the amount of attention that he gets is going to help your game picking up a, 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 a load more targets, especially coming back in and, of course, your existing relationship with Eli as well? I hope so. Uh, I hope so. But we understand we're going to need everybody. We're going to need everybody to win these games. We're going to need everybody to uh, put us in the right direction, to put us in, on the right track uh, to, to, to you know, playing for a Super Bowl. So we understand that. But obviously he's going to get a lot of attention because of you know the success that he's had. So that means other guys have to step up and play big. We're talking to Odell uh, next week, actually. He's actually he's coming into town. Yeah. Have you got anything that we can uh, ambush him with or bamboozle him with? <laughs> Oh, uh, let me see, Odell. You can ask him about hmm. Ask him about how it is being at Drake's house. So he, he likes, <laughs> him and Drake, uh, all three of us actually are really good friends, and he's been living at Drake's house while he's been in California these last couple of months during the off season. So you can ask him how it is living at Drake's house and the things he's seen over there. Okay, okay, definitely. You're right, <laughs> uh, Coach Coughlin. A word, a word on him. He's no longer um, with the Giants. I mean. Uh, what two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins anyway? Uh, in, incredible guy. Um, sad to see him go. Absolutely. I mean, he's a guy that's been indicative of my career and, and the guy that's been behind my career paths from the very beginning. And uh, he's put his arm around me early on and really taught me the ropes and taught me how this game should be played and, uh, and how you should go about your business as a man. So to see him go was tough, but. We understand that it's uh, it's part of the business, and it's unfortunate, but I think he served a lot of great years for us, and I think the fans and the team uh, respect him for that. Uh, you guys aren't playing at Wembley. You're playing at Twickenham, a rugby stadium. You know much about rugby. Um, a, a, a fellow wide receiver in the same city tried a rugby-style pass, Brandon Marshall, with that mm-hmm. uh, crazy lateral. You're not going to be trying any of that kind of stuff, right, in homage to, to Twickenham, no? Not at all. Not at all. I'm going to be playing traditional uh, American football, um, it just so happens to be played in London this time around. So we're excited about that opportunity and excited to play our game in that in that rugby uh, stadium. Cool. Thank you very much, Victor. No problem. You got it. That was Victor Cruz. What a lovely man. Also, he's smaller than I thought he'd be. Oh, he's a, he, I mean, he's traditionally a slot receiver, but that season where he caught 8 million touchdowns off, the, uh, <laughs> off Eli Manning and went to the Pro Bowl and did his salsa dance constantly. Did he do any dancing yesterday? He that did no dancing, no. Um, he, uh, he represented a downfield threat. And, I mean, theoretically, if he is fit this year, which he says he is, and Sterling Sharp comes in and looks... Sterling Shepard, sorry. Sterling Sharp ridiculous man um sterling shepherd not sterling sharp me sterling shepherd comes in looks impressive uh Dwayne harris has been talking today I think we all got the that you meant Cowboys you not sterling <laughs> shepherd but thank you for clearing that up look theoretically they have a very exciting wide receiver core there rashad jennings if he can stay fit is a guy that i like out of the backfield it's it's a it's an interesting team, and we'll get on to our all NFC well, team. Should like, we hear our other interview first? Well, no, no. Firstly, I, w- I want to make sure that you will ask Odell Beckham Jr. about the parties at Drake's house. <laughs> Fine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the sly, wry smile that Victor Cruz had when he was telling me to tell you to ask that. 
Um, I think some stuff's gone on. Amazing. So, so you must ask. I will. Yep. Next Fine. up, let's uh, let's talk to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Wonderful beard. Um, he the, he like you. No hair on top. No hair on beard top. Beard down bottom. And do you know like something? Like a Marvel villain. I I met one of our esteemed colleagues uh, who will remain nameless, but she said. And I asked her who her favourite of uh, the eight players there, her favourite looker of the eight players there was. She said D'Angelo Hall. Tell me who that was off air. I'm intrigued. Uh, was it, it? Was she from Sky? No. Was she from BT Sport? Yes. Did she maybe do social media? At BT yes. Sport? I miss her. Yeah, she was great. She was in great form. She's one of my favourites. And... Uh, well, and I was like, I just pointed two thumbs at me, but she didn't see that. Mugged <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> Anyway, uh, let's let's hear from <laughs> the Washington Football Club's uh, free safety. It's gone, it's gone baggy again. D'Angelo. Are we calling him a free safety now? Well, that's what he is on the uh, Washington depth chart. Ooh, I did not select him there. Well, I didn't select him at all for my all-NFD. Seems sorry, D'Angelo. What? I did. Here he is. D'Angelo Hall. Major way from uh, Washington, seeing, first of all, the experience today and yesterday with the Play 60, seeing how the kids are engaging in NFL. It's, it's got to be exciting coming out from the States and seeing another country adopting it like this. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. And to know, you know, we're getting in on the ground floor where we're, um, you know, kind of ambassadors introducing this new, you know, this new sport. Uh, you know, it's been fun. It's been fun without a doubt. Um, you know, you know, one, one reporter asked me, you know, what do you think when you know if you come back in ten years? What do you think it would you know it would be? And I'm like, hopefully a whole generation of kids who've grown up kind of with football or American football as their secondary or you know a third sport. Um, you know, we're not trying to come over here and take over um, soccer. Um, you know, we just want kids to have a you know alternative, go out here and play and just stay active, stay fit, and just you know introduce them to uh, you know to other things, broaden their horizons. What about for you guys this season? NFC East is easily the least predictable uh, division in all of football has been for years, it seems. It's a frustrating end to the year for you, but uh, going forward, do you think you've added the pieces you need to, to succeed in, in that division this year? I think so. I think so. Um, I think we definitely added added the, the right pieces to just compete for a championship. You know, Ultimately, I think that's why I still play this game is because I think I can, and then I think, you know, you know, we all want to win championships. And, um, you know, I think this is the first time I've gone into the season really, really, really in the bottom of my heart feeling like we got a chance to to go in there and make a run. You know, you just want to get in the playoffs. And once you get in the playoffs, you know, anything can happen, man. It's like the tournament in NCAA basketball, man. Anything can happen. Have you had much time to work with Josh, whether in the film room or on the field yet, and see what he's going to bring to you guys in the secondary this year? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We spend a lot of time together, him picking my brain, you know, me picking his brain. Um, you know, with me being the star in free safety now, um, you know, I got to know where my, you know, what my corners are thinking. And so, you know, we all spend a lot of time together. Brashad breathing as well, our other corner. Um, just getting a feel for them and them getting a feel for me, man. You know, it's been it's been great so far. You know, it's been like it's been like magic. So, you know, we can't wait to get out there on the field together. You know, in real games and you know, and show everybody what we can do. Is that going to be your role this year? Then free safety, dropping deep, controlling the middle of that field. And have you? I mean, basically, have you got that? Are you going to be all right with that this year? You're looking at Romo. You're looking at Eli in the eye. Yeah, going, I yeah, got you absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I think them seeing me back there is going to put a little fear in their hearts as well. Um, you know, I've you know I've always been a guy, even at the corner position, who was known to get the ball. You know, create takeaways, big play, big play guy. And so, you know, to have me out there, free safety, doing the same thing, man. That's 
it's, 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 it's more intimidating at free safety to have a guy who can do those things because, you know, that's where your Ed Reeds, your Sean Taylors, um, you know, Charles Woodson late in his career, that's where they made, you know, the bulk of their plays was back there in the middle of that field. And that's, and that's the big thing, isn't it? The transition between positions at any point in the NFL is tough, but you look at the guys who've been really successful and they are those Hall of Fame names you've just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And, um, you know, I got the numbers to, uh, you know, to to make a case that, that, that I should have a gold jacket at the end of the day. And so I'm just trying to keep building on it, man, keep building on my legacy. Like I said, it's about trying to win some championships at this point. Um, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm like the elder statesman right now. So I'm just trying to, keep, you know, keep my guys focused, keep them ready to go, and um, you know, and make some plays. What about on that offensive side of the ball? Then it looks like you've got a really exciting group of receivers taking Josh Doxon so early in the draft to add to that, and Jordan Reed, who might be the best straight up receiving tight end in the league. It's for you. It's got to keep challenging you every every day, every week, and, and for the rest of the NFC East, it's uh, hopefully going to beast them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you talked about those guys, and you know, you add our, you know, our receiving core, the rest of our receiving core, and and Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garcon, and uh, Jamison Crowder. Um, you know, Kurt has more weapons than he can he can get the ball to. You know, it's so many. We almost said we need to play with two footballs because it's so many guys that we have to get the ball to. Um, but yeah, man, they push us in practice. We push them in practice. Um, you know, Josh and D-Jack and Pierre and all those guys and Breland, man, we battle. We battle every day, and that's the only way we're going to get better. Me and Kurt battle, and that's the only way those guys are going to get better. I think that's what stunned me most about. We spent a lot of time with the Panthers last year, and obviously when Josh was there, and spent a lot of time with Josh, and it is the level of competition in practice compared with some of the other teams we spent time with. And for you, is that something that Washington have? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We, we go at it, man. D-Jack gets Josh a couple times. He's pissed. He wants to go get them, and you know we all want to go go get somebody and make a play. Um, so you know you gotta have that, man. Iron sharp is iron. So you know you want to go against the best, and you know hopefully the best wants to go against you. And you know we get better that way. What are you gonna tell the guys when you go back and you start training camp in a couple of weeks' time, and you're like, we always it's cold considering it's July, but yeah, otherwise, what yeah. else you gotta say? So. I mean, we always say don't look don't look forward. You know you want to play week one, week two. Week three, um, but man, you know, I think everybody has this London game marked on their schedule, man. Everybody can't wait to get out here and enjoy the city, see the sights and sounds, and um, and just visit a new place. Hey, the Bengals are a tough ask as well. I mean, they've lost a few receivers this year, but AJ Green opposite you, that's going to be a fun battle. Tyler Eifert as well, and mm-hmm. I think the UK fans are in for some fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be the first time that two playoff teams have, 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 have faced each other, um, you know, over here in the, you know, in the London game. So, uh, you know, you're going to get great football. You're going to get great football just because of that. You can get great football just because week in and week out, anything can happen. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen from week one until that game anyway, or even training camp um, with injuries and things like that. So, you know, hopefully we can put the best product on the field between the two teams and, you know, may the best man win. And our, our head coach has a lot of ties to Cincinnati. He was an OC no out there. Yeah, no doubt. He knows those guys. They know him. Um, you know, there's a whole lot going on. Exciting stuff. And for you guys, are you going to get any more of a chance while you're here to get out there? And if you want to get a signature, feel free to come in and do it while we're doing this, man. Like, I did, like absolutely, no problem. You go ahead and do that. Um, yeah, are you guys going to get a chance to get out there to see a bit of London outside of, you know, these great events the NFL have put on with the fans? So we've seen you guys 
putting pictures on Instagram. Chris put a picture of uh, Victor asleep on the tube, and uh, somebody asked, saying, "Are you guys always wearing your jerseys when you hang out?" And so you're gonna get no, a chance to. No, we don't wear our jerseys, but we were coming from <laughs> we were coming from an event, and so we still happen to have our jerseys on coming from that event. But uh, no, normally we don't have our jerseys on. But are you gonna get a chance to? Get in your plain clothes, blend yeah, in, yeah, show London some swag, and get out there and absolutely. enjoy yourself. Absolutely. Um, soon as I'm, soon as I'm done, uh, I want to say later on today, I'll definitely be able to do that. Friday, you know, as a day off for us before we travel on Saturday, and so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get in some plain clothes and have some fun. Nice doubt. man. Well, DeAndre, I hope you enjoy our city, and uh, we look forward to seeing you later in the year, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, D'Angelo Hall. Always a lovely gent. And if we've spoken to Chris Baker. Here is our interview with defensive end of the Washington uh, football team, Chris Baker. Our biggest stadium probably only holds like 80-something thousand. You come over here, you're playing in front of 100-something thousand people. So it's a lot louder, you know. Uh, the competition will probably get up a little bit more. And uh, it's just a great feeling, you know. Uh, you don't really get a chance to play in front of that many people unless you go to one of those big colleges. So to come out here and play an NFL game and you have 100,000-plus fans going crazy for you, it's a great feeling. How are you going to get the Washington fans riled up and make sure that there's a good representation from uh, from your guys? Well, we're going to play great football, and when we get a chance to celebrate, we're going to get the crowd going. You know, I'm always into the crowd, getting them louder, talking to them. They talk to me back, so. Nice. It's been an interesting journey for you personally, coming into the league undrafted and kicking inside to nose tackle, back out to the end. And I think one of the big battles last year, seeing you beat out Stephen Payer for that starting job. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come from that kind of background, how much more does it mean to you that you know here you are in England, experiencing international football, playing in front of ninety thousand people? Oh yeah, it means a lot. You know, I've always I've had to work for anything that I've gotten. Um, you know, coming into the league as an undrafted free agent. You know, you have to beat out people in order just to stay on the team. So I've always had that hard work instilled in me since I was a kid. And uh, so now I just go, go out here and work as hard as I can and continue to be the best player that I can be. I mean, these guys are going into their first training camps in two weeks' time, these rookies. And what advice would you give to them as someone who did come in undrafted for, you know, how to for enjoy the experience, but also how to make sure that four years later you're still here? Well, you just got to uh, make sure you're in shape and, and pray that your body stays healthy because it's a, a very violent sport. Um, and then when you get your opportunities, just know what you're doing. Make sure you study your plays because if you go out there and you're making mental errors, you're not going to last that long. So as long as you know your plays and you're in shape, you know you just got to go out there and perform and, and do what you do best. And hey, look, man, three, four DNs. Three, four years ago might not have been the most appreciated position. But you see, JJ, what you see, what Malik Jackson got paid this mm-hmm. summer by the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Dragons. It's, you know, I think people are starting to appreciate that those trenches are where these games are won again after maybe a bit of time away from that. In the oh, oh, yeah, without a question. You know, you win and lose games based off of how good your offensive line is or how good your defensive line is. And a perfect example is in the Super Bowl. You know, you saw that defensive line uh, take over the game and, and win and win the Super Bowl for the Broncos. Uh, so if you have a good offensive line that can stop you know, those edge rushers, then you're going to be a pretty good offense. But if your offensive tackles can't stop the pass rush, then it's going to be a long day. What about you guys this season in the NFC East? Because you mentioned that. We've been doing our season previews. What we've been building is all division teams. Mm-hmm. So picking the best of every bunch and trying to put together the best lineup we can. And the hardest thing in the East is finding the best five offensive linemen because they're just a cred- incredible across the board. You guys with Trent, you see what the Cowboys have got. And for you, how much more challenging is that? Um, it's really challenging, especially when you play you know, against a whole group that 
that's really good. Like the Cowboys offensive line, you know, at each position, there's always, you know, a really good player. Um, when you look at other offensive lines, there's always like one or two guys who's like really, really good. But Dallas has a really solid group all across the line, so that gets kind of difficult. But, uh, you know, we're really good players ourselves, and we look forward to that challenge and just going out there competing and, and winning games. Do you guys like looking at the draft and seeing that the Cowboys take someone like Zeke Kelly and thinking, right, I'm playing on that <laughs> side of the line. I'm going to have to stop this guy. I'm starting to watch film now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be um, you know, a really good talent, but, you know, it's the NFL, and we're all good, so... We'll see how good he is. What do you reckon, Washington? The record this year needs to be if they're going to take that East because nine and seven did it last year. It could uh, be that tight again. Could or? be that tight. Could be ten and six. Uh, the big thing is just to win the division. You know, no matter what the ending record is, just win the division and get some home games and go into that playoff with home games. So you know, that's very important to get that home game and uh, inside the playoffs. So whatever it takes to win, if it's nine and seven, if it's ten and six, if it's eleven and two. Just got to do what we got to do to win. How do you recover from that when you do go to the playoffs and it ends like it did for you guys? Not to dredge other, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's six months away now. and It feels bad, but you know um, you know what you accomplished. You know where you want to get back to and you know where you want to go. So uh, we're an eager team. We know we have the, the talent to win a Super Bowl here. We just got to go out there and execute and win the division. And hey, right guy, you guys having a lot of fun. We've seen you on Instagram posting pictures of Victor Cruz asleep on the tube and, <laughs> yeah, traveling around London all in your jerseys is a little bit sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. you've got to... <laughs> we don't hate each other that much. We don't hate each other that much. <laughs> Are you going to get a chance to get into your plain clothes, get out of your jersey and oh, yeah. go and see some of London? Yeah, I'm going I'm to try and get on a double-decker bus and uh, sightsee a little bit because I haven't had a, I haven't Is had that a the life goal, a double-decker bus? Yeah, yeah. I've never, <laughs> I've never done it before, not even in the United States. This will be my first time doing it over here in the UK and uh, looking forward to the experience. What are you going to tell the guys when you go back and you get in your D-line room, speaking to those guys in the front seven, telling them about your experience in, in London, in England? I want to tell them it's a lot of uh, interesting things to do, a lot of historical buildings to see, and there are a lot of pretty ladies out here. Hey, I like that answer. That's fine. You can you can come back later in the year. That's, that's fine. Uh, Chris, we're really good fun chatting with you and I hope uh, you enjoy your sightseeing and uh, we look forward to seeing you back later uh, in the year. All right. Thanks for having me. Cheers, man. And if we didn't speak to Chris Baker or you've just heard that interview, let's do our all NFC East team. This is the hardest division to call for me. Oh, I've been, I've been mulling over this for... About 50 minutes. I'm it's t- an absolute nightmare. I'm going to tell you, I don't think the Eagles are going to win the division. Well, I, the incredible thing is, I have zero offensive players in my all-star NFC East Eagles team. Uh, NFC East team. Really? I've got three. I have... Oh, no, Eagles, sorry. I've got one from the Eagles. I've got three from Washington. I have zero offensive players. I might have... I if we're going to take two running backs, I might have Ryan Matthews. On neither unit do I have zero players from any team. It's a real spread. Should we, um, well, uh, just to say, like, quick, very quick predictions for the year. I think Doug Peterson's going to come in and settle that team down, but with the big overhaul, particularly on the mm-hmm. defensive side, they're going to take a while. Expect them to be maybe a slight losing record. If they can get around 500, they'll be happy. Washington, I think, are actually weirdly a dark horse, even though they won the division last year. Everyone's talking about the Giants and their big splash in free agency and the Cowboys and the fitness coming back. Yes, those two are probably the favourites for the division, but Washington, don't write them off. Okay. Okay. 
Yep. Uh, well, I haven't. I've got, I think I've kind of talked enough about the teams now. It makes me feel sick talking about this division in too much depth. <laughs> oh, <dear>. uh, <laughs> let's start off with wide receiver, because immediately I had a problem here. Well, there's two standouts, and then we've got to pick a third, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, clearly, in everyone's team, Odell Beckham Jr., probably up there with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones as the best receiver in football. Hands down the best receiver in this division. Cowboys fans, I don't care what you say, but Des Bryant does make the team. Yeah, Des Bryant makes the team. Des Bryant's never fit, but he still makes the team. Third receiver. Now, I was torn between two men here. As I so often am in life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. I mean, really. Uh, no one in any way suggested that was anything other than family friendly. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so, I decided that I'd try and go for a bit of balance within my team. Okay. I took Deshaun Jackson of the Washington football team. I have not gone for Deshaun Jackson. And i tell you why. I don't think he's been the same player since he moved to Washington. I think his production has dropped. What he's a he's a speedster. He's a, a speed merchant. I have gone for my new best buddy, Victor Cruz. <laughs> You've only gone from because he's your buddy. That's ludicrous. No, look, this this look. whole thing is ludicrous. Victor Cruz is in there. <laughs> I suggest we put it to a poll. He was either... Oh, look, let me tell you who I was, why I was torn between Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Matthews, well, Jordan who Matthews obviously is the other choice. Year. Jordan Matthews was not rubbish last year. Let me just Compared tell you... Compared to his first year? 990... He went. He had better stats last year than he did in his first year. I'm not year. having it. 997 yards last year, uh, 85 passes, 8 touchdowns. That's the best performing receiver in the division other than Odell Beckham, but... A lot of that was but, at the end of the season, yeah. He had 9 drops. Nine, exactly! And that is the concern. I mean, he's clearly their go-to target now. Jeremy Macklin's not in town. He's more of a possession receiver than the kind of stretch-the-field guy Macklin is. And I probably should have taken him for balance. Deshaun Jackson, only nine games in 2015 because of the injury. Mm. But he finished fifth in yards per reception. Caught 30 passes without dropping a single one. Oh, wow. And if you take his 528 receiving yards and four touchdowns and extrapolate them over a fully fit season... He's potentially still impressive. He, he stretches the field and lets Odell Beckham and Des Bryant do their thing, not just underneath because they're both field stretchers as well, but lets them both do their work. Uh, you've got a team. You've got a hell of a team. And I'm not putting Victor Cruz in, so... You're, no, you're, fine. You're paying too much attention trying to watch Victor Cruz through the glass, who's now talking to Steve Bunce. No, weirdly. I think it was Chris Hoy. Yeah, Chris Hoy's here as well. <laughs> I think it was Chris Hoy <laughs> Chris, out Chris there. Chris Hoy is here as well. That's, it's that's, star-studded. That, that's, uh, what? Do you think he likes the NFL? Let me ask. I'm going to go with you. Let's go to Sean Jackson. Running back. Look. I think we might have gone for the same person. You're so desperate for us to squeeze a rookie into one of these bloody teams. We've gone for the same person. That's incredible. We will take Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. I've got it. I've got it marked down. I like Ryan Matthews a lot. I think he's underrated and I think he suits their system. Rashad Jennings can't stay fit. We need to see with Matt Jones will have handling errors as a pure number one now alfred morris is actually still in the division but out of town (laughs) um yeah and the thing is zeke elliott we talked in the last podcast about strengths and weaknesses on each team offensive line in this division is utterly ludicrous i've gone four dallas cowboys in my offensive line i've taken one whoa if i was to take a whole line it would be the Dallas Cowboys hands down, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not denying that in any way, shape or form. 
right? Trent Williams is a better left tackle than Tyron Smith. It's ty- it's it's minuscule the difference, but I like him. But Tyron Smith and Jason Peters are both top ten left tackles, right? Mm. My left guard have gone for Justin Pugh from the, the New York Giants, and alongside him, Weston Richburg, who transferred to New York last year. And one of the big reasons in that Ben McAdoo system that they became so much more impressive last year was him moving inside to centre from guard and how good he was making that transition. But then Travis Frederick, I think Weston Richburg is the best centre in the NFL. I think Travis Fredericks is the second best centre in the NFL. So what you're saying is me picking... Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith. It's not wrong. No, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. It's not wrong at all. Um, right guard, I did take Zach Martin. I think yeah. he's the best in the, in the team in the division at that. Oh, and let's just mention as well, Jason Kelsey, who's the centre of the uh, Eagles, also a very very good player. Well, I had to, I had him down as well as Weston Richburg as well. I mean, it's crazy. I'm thinking, can we move some of these guys around? Because I I don't think the right tackle is as strong. I see. I really like Lane Johnson. I like Lane Johnson, but I think all the other guys. Are you suggesting we take Tyron Smith, kick him out to right tackle, and play Trent Williams in at left, or vice versa? That's exactly what I'm saying. Let's do it. (laughs) Doug Free, the only guy on that Cowboys O line who I think is a weak link, and you know, I think his production has dropped off exponentially over the last two years. Who did you have at left guard then? Uh, Leo Collins. See, I don't disagree that Lael Collins is a great player and particularly uh, has improved that line. But I do, again, Justin Pugh might be the best left guard in the league. The thing is, I've gone Lael Collins and I understand Justin Pugh is very, very, very good. But I want, I've got the Cowboys running back. I want the, the bulk of my team to be the Cowboys. But, but here's my line. feeling. We've now got the right side of the, cowboy, of the line is Cowboys. The central part of the line with w- Richburg and Pugh is... The uh, is the Giants, so they'll have yeah. they'll have a good relationship. The left tackle is the best left tackle in the division, and running backs tend to run more off the right anyway because part the big pass rushers tend to attack off the blind side. So, okay, fine. I think you've. I think yeah, let's do that. I I like that. Uh, here's the big question mark. Okay, who do we pick a quarterback? Is it Sam Bradford? No, or, or is it Colt McCoy? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I th- I've gone, and I hate myself for it. I've gone Eli Manning. Whoa! And I'll let you. I'll tell you why. Two Super Bowls. He was decent last year. He was no. He was great last yeah, year. Better he, than Romo, that's for sure. He uh, in our new in this AFC, uh, sorry NFC East. <laughs> NFC East team. You'll get there. He will ha- have a proper tight end to throw to. He stays fit. Tony Romo does not stay fit. He's a pocket passer. It is Eli Manning that is our NFC's quarterback. Do you know what? I've picked Romo. Whoa! But I've put Eli as a very strong backup because my problem is, is Romo will be injured within four snaps of the season starting. So I'm just going to say, let's go with Manning. I've swayed. I've swayed you. We're going to be in so much trouble over this. Cowboys fans are going to hate us. But they they can't disagree with that. Romo is a he's a he's a I, I don't want to say a busted flush. But <laughs> you can call him a busted flush. He's a busted flush. Right, fine. He's always injured. I love Tony Romo. Defensive side of the ball. Come on, because I've got like eight minutes to have to get back to work. Tight so. end. 
Oh, tight end Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, thank you very much. That was that wasn't even hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, with if you need a blocking tight end, Ch- uh, Jason Witten obviously brings the experience and is great. But he is uh, five years ago. Jason Witten would have been the hands down choice. Defensive side of the ball. This is tough. Now there are four four teams in the division as there are in every division. There are three teams who play a four three front and three teams play a three four front. Yeah. And considering I haven't taken anyone from the front seven of Washington, I'm sorry to our friends, maybe Chris Baker and absolutely Ricky Jean-Francois. Well, I've taken Trent Murphy. Uh, oh, Trent Murphy's not a bad shout. But 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 he's not my shout. He's very right-sided, and all of my other guys I've picked are <laughs> right-sided. So Right, here's... here's so I'm, I'm saying, are we 4-3 system? Are we agreed on that? Did you yeah, go 4-3? Yeah, 4-3. So... There are two nailed on, can't not be in either of our teams here. What, Barwin and Cox? Uh, well, okay, there's three nailed on, must be in all of our teams here, can't Olivier not Vernon. be. Olivier Vernon, Fletcher Cox, and uh, Connor Barwin. And Connor Barwin, obviously, last season, but uh, based on his performance the year before when he was second team all pro, who have you taken as your other tackle? Well, no, it was, it was Trent Murphy, but I did have Damon Harrison. Uh, down as well from the snacks. New York Giants. I've got snacks down was my choice, and the yeah. reason I say that is that in Fletcher Cox you've got a really disruptive force up front. Whereas in Snacks Harrison you've got maybe one of the best run stopping central linemen in the yep. league. Brilliant for the Jets last year, and I think it gives us some balance. Yeah, forty million. Uh, he's coming for, for I think it was four or five years. I like it. I like. I, it. I can't make a decision on my linebackers. Oh, linebackers is a nightmare for me because. There's no one really, apart from Sean Lee, who tends to get injured a lot, um, that really stands out. My problem is middle linebacker, because Sean Lee and uh, on the strong side and Michael Kendricks on the weak side was mm. easy for me. Um, Michael Kendricks, admittedly, under the um, Chip Kelly system, did not flourish. I'll just leave that to hang there for a moment. Um, but it was that middle linebacker position that really struck me as difficult. Because, I mean, in theory, you could have picked... Uh, the suspended but brilliant last year Rolando McLean yeah I have not gone for that like a brilliant last year I know he was brilliant but he's suspended we can't pick a suspended guy I've ended up taking Jordan Hicks of the Eagles I've taken him but I think that's one of our not weaker but less strong well we've only got two there no we've not Sean Lee and Kendricks on the strong and weak and in the middle I didn't hear you Jordan say Hicks. Kendricks yeah Michael Kendricks sorry sorry great sorry. player great player. I also think special mention for Devon Kennard um, who before he got injured uh, for the Giants last season was very 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 good yeah uh, may, and maybe next year he can help solve our linebacker problem in our all NFC East team yeah what do you want to do here first corner or safety I mean corner so I, this is the other place I really struggled. Well, it's Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman, fine. My problem is, is Byron Jones, for me, had one of the best rookie seasons I've seen of a defensive back maybe ever. But he's he's down a... He's um, listed as a free safety. Yeah. He plays as a hybrid free safety corner. And it really threw me taking much lesser players at corner because my other two, I took the two Giants corners, Janoris Jenkins and Dominique Rogers-Cromartie. I've gone Dominique. And leaving byron jones to play the safety position no i just it doesn't it just doesn't sit right with me have him let's do it have him as the safety he is we've seen that he's a hybrid um he's a hybrid guy but then he I want will, malcolm jenkins 
Malcolm Jenkins, who is not a strong... Right, let's do this. Okay, this is ridiculous. Let's go. Are we creating a new defensive scheme? No, no, no. We're, <laughs> t- we're taking the Bengals' defensive scheme. Two high safeties, Jenkins and Jones. Yeah. And you let Janoris Jenkins come down into the box and play in a much more aggressive fashion. You let Dominic Rogers Cromarty come off the edge and be nice and aggressive as well. And you kind of let your corners do your grunt work and your free safeties play deep. Does that make sense? Is there anyone I've missed there that you've got? Yeah, but Josh Norman's great playing deep. Josh Norman, no, Josh Norman, you just put him on one side and you let him work the line. Work uh, the line. There's Three no safeties one... over the middle, Josh Norman works the line. Okay, there's, there's no one else that I've got. I'm, f- I'm happy with that. Fine. So, our all-division team, Woo! if I can get it down, is wide receivers, Odell Beckham, Des Bryant, Deshaun Jackson, sorry, Jordan Matthews. Uh, offensive line... Of Tyron Smith at right tackle alongside Zach Martin, Weston Richburg and Justin Pugh make up the left side with um, uh, Trent Williams as our left tackle. Mm-hmm. They will be defending in the backfield. Eli Manning, Ezekiel Elliott will be making the run plays, and Jordan Reed will be our big ma- big man tight end. Our and if front- we're doing two tight ends, we'll bring in Jason Witten. Exactly. Yep. Our front four: Connor Barwin, Fletcher Cox, Damon Harrison, and Olivier Vernon. Mm-hmm. Snacks. I, I have to call Damon Harrison Snacks, otherwise I don't feel right about the world. Strong side linebacker Sean Lee, weak side Michael Kendricks and Jordan Hicks through the middle. And then our defensive backs are Josh Norman, Janoris Jenkins and Dominic Rogers Cromartie at corner with probably Rogers Cromartie maybe playing the nickel. I'm just basically doing that because of his age. I think so, yeah. And then Malcolm Jenkins and Byron Jones at safety. Yes. Bang. Done. Right, we've got literally two minutes to get through these last few Twitter questions. Go. I have to go do some work. So, go, go, go. Neil Dutton asks, what's more annoying, Jeremy Carl or Judge Rinder? Uh, I don't know who Judge Rinder is. Oh, my God. Judge Rinder is way more annoying, but Jeremy Kyle is a much more terrible human being. Okay, carry on. Done. Uh, Ed tweets, what are your choices for cheerleader lip dub? I didn't even understand what that meant. I still don't understand. Squad and or song? Uh, don't know more information needed please <laughs> Ed Hayes get back in touch with us and tell us and Chris Ray At asks Gridiron. will the Norman Beckham showdowns be as heated as many will predict he also asks will Roman play 16 games <laughs> no no uh, <laughs> and uh, no for the latter yes for the former that's going to be interesting and that's, I'll definitely be asking Odo Beckham about that did you ask Vince Cruz about Josh Norman joining the division uh, I can't remember. I will ask Chris Baker about it today, if necessary. It's fine if you. Don't I asked D'Angelo Hall about it. Okay, and what did he have to say? I can't wait to play with him. Looking forward to learning from him, even at his uh, vintage age. Excellent. Good answer. Well done, D'Angelo. Uh, so, uh, get in touch with us if you want to at Gridiron. Uh, I will now. No, we'll do a couple more pods next week before I go on holiday. So that's fine. I've Man, got uh, Paolo Bandini definitely Great lined up for one of Bandini. them. Excellent. So I'll do. We'll do probably two more before I go on holiday. Otherwise, anything else you'd like to say? No. In which case, this has been the Gridiron Show. Yeah. Yeah.